you can come for Jesus, but your friends can make you stay. Right. And yeah. eventually that answer to that question. Or my mama, I'm about to I'm about to take a lap and preach. You come for friends, but you stay for Jesus. Woo, come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm about to take a lap, boy. <laughs> Someone get that organ. Welcome, welcome to the Questioning Church Podcast. We are your hosts, Jono and Megan. What's up, everybody? Glad you guys have joined us on episode number three. We have titled this, Why Should I Attend Church? This episode, we are not interviewing a specific person, but it will be Jono and I discussing the answers to that If you are just coming into the Questioning Church podcast and listening to us for the very first time, welcome. Yo, yo, yo. Thank you for being an avid listener. And we just want to let you know. 28,000 people that have listened to episode two. (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding. (laughs) We just want to let you know a little bit about what this podcast is about. Jono. Yeah, so this is the Questioning Church podcast where what we're doing is we are questioning the gray areas of church or the gray areas of Christianity. Um, Basically, we want to talk about the questions that people are either scared to ask or they don't know to ask um, their pastor or ask about church. Um, I know a lot of people have questions when they walk into a church. Why do we do this? Why do we do that? And um, a lot of times they're too scared to, to ask those. And so what we're doing is we are answering trying to answer those Mm -hmm. questions and we could be totally wrong and we're okay with that yep and you can submit any kind of questions that you have to our instagram it's at questioning church podcast and we try our best to answer every single one and um you know talk back to you guys so thank you for submitting those you can do that at any time no matter what type of church you're in you know catholic methodist Protestant, doesn't matter what it is Submit your churchy questions. We've got a lot of episodes listed, but let's jump into episode three. Why should I attend church? We're answering the question, attempting to answer the question, why should I attend church? And obviously there are very churchy answers as to why we should attend church. You know, we can look at scriptures and say, forsake not the assembly of the brethren. That's what I always said growing up. Feel that one. When I was telling people you can't miss church, it was, hey, the Bible says forsake not the assembly of the brethren, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um, but now um, I'm not going to give those biblically correct answers. I'm going to give like the real John O. Gardner answer. Okay. And I think a lot of people are going to relate to this because I think people want realness and a lot of times we're too scared to be real. Well, I'll play the pastor card, too. I think pastors don't ask people enough or maybe they just should ask more. Um, really ask people why? Why do you come to my church? Why do you Why do you come to church? You know right. what What is the reason? Like I obviously the churchy answer. I need a savior. I'm searching for mm-hmm. you know answers to my religion and and I need help. Right. But I think we should be asking more people why because if we can't answer that, right? Or if it's an awful answer and we really face that it really helps us reevaluate our motives mm-hmm. and why we do what we do. Yeah. So my first answer to that question, the very first thing that came to my mind when we said, why should we go to church? Um, the first thing that came to my mind, why does John O'Gardner go to church for friends? That's why I go to church. The first thing is for friends. Wow. Yeah. 
because I've, I'm just growing up in church. I've created friendships inside of church and I've noticed in my life, I have a hard time creating friendships outside of church. That's a real answer. It really is. It's real. Yeah. Like we're sitting at football fields for our boys football games and we're not talking to anyone because we have a hard time talking to people if they're not in the church. I've, I've had so many conversations with you. Now that you say that, I can look back and think we felt in a bubble or we felt mm-hmm. um, that we don't know enough, uh, enough unsaved people, quote, you know? Right. And I remember a New Year's resolution being, I'm going to, you know, have more unsaved friends. Right. Yeah. I literally said that yeah. because you're right. Attending and church for what? so long. Oh my gosh. Was that last year's New Year's resolution oh or the God, year before? I hope not. I don't remember. It was recently. Yeah. That's why it's so fresh in my before. mind. That's crazy because this is our first year of having like good unsaved friends. Yeah. And that wasn't a bad resolution. Right. No, it was coming from a good place. Right. But wow, you're right. I, I do think people, me, you, us can get into that rut of, I'm coming to church because it's fun and we have fun here and here are my friends and we do life together and that's, it all is good. Yeah. It's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Something that I was thinking about earlier was I think people long for friendships and they want friendships so bad. And so that's why I think churches that have really good small group ministries or, you know, whatever you want to call them, life groups, small groups, um, they always are healthy churches. I feel like if they have a very healthy small group uh, ministry, I'm going to say ministry. Meaning like it's growing. People yeah, growing. Go to People want to go to it. There's a momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the church is doing good, and it, it's because the people want that friendship, you know? Well, I remember saying that church is a community, and that is um, kind of like when you look at Acts and you look at the first church, you know, I always quotation like church by like right. Acts church, you know, the first church, it was like clusters of believers, you know, and I do think that those people probably live next door to each other. It was the community. It was the people hanging out, you know, doing life. And that's where that life group kind of comes from and stems from. It's like people come over to your house. They get outside the four walls. You know, we hear that all the time. Like church isn't people, uh, isn't a building. It's people and it's the f- people you're doing life with. And so they yeah. call them life groups or growth groups or whatever they call. But yeah, you can come for Jesus, but your friends can make you stay. Right. And yeah. eventually that answer to that question or, might be, my, 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 I'm about to, I'm about to take a lap and preach. You come for friends, but you stay for Jesus. Woo, come on somebody. <laughs> I'm about to take a lap boy. <laughs> Someone get that organ. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, you, there's always great friends. This is in just the, the church kid inside of me. I hear those things, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and you can grow up with these people. A lot of people do. Yeah. You grow up in church together. You walk yeah. through life, you know, see people get, they have kids, they get married, you know, you grow old together in yeah. one, sometimes even two, you know, churches your whole life. Yeah. Uh, hopefully a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I go to church for friends. Yeah. Megan, why do you go to church? Let's hear your real answer. Not the, not the, I'm going to get a gold star in Sunday school and get a piece of candy afterwards. Yes, I know. <laughs> Give me the real one. Well, he's saying that because I love to study for sermons and I love to study for things and I love to do lots of research and I'm specifically keeping a lot of scripture out of my answers because I really want it to be heart and not head right. answer, right? So why do I go to church? Why have I gone to church for so long, obviously fell in love with Jesus is what got me into church. But I kept going now. My answer has obviously changed. But right now, it's because I know my kids need it. 
I'm thinking of church as like a family thing. Mm-hmm. My faith and my religion involves my family. And my answer for attending has a lot to do with getting my kids up on Sundays and showing them that routine, that discipline. Like we do things as a family here. Right. We believe this as a family. Um, you know, yeah. I think we say this every Sunday to our kids. We say, hey, listen, gardeners do two things on Sundays. We go to church, we take a nap. Yeah. That's what we do on Sundays. And, you know, I'm nervous because right now we're like, quote, church shopping. I'm quoting a lot. Yeah. Anyway, we're church shopping right now, and I'm not quite certain all the things that they're being taught. Mm -hmm. But that's almost not as important to me right now as getting up and going. Right. Wow. I just thought that for the first time. That's good. I don't know if that's always going to be healthy. Probably not. I need to know what they're being taught in, uh, you know, like kids church or Sunday school. Uh, But right now the answer I have is it's important for my family. And probably because I feel a little bit unstable since we're church shopping. I don't feel super secure in what I believe right now. You know, we started this podcast. We're asking a lot of questions about our religion and the practices that we have. But I, one thing I know for certain that my kids seeing me and you, as a husband and wife doing something together as a family and putting family first, that's very important to me Yeah. regardless of what we're going to do now at the same, on the same hand, like getting up and going, doing something else, not church related could be just as beneficial, but I love church. I love the atmosphere. I love the positivity. Mm -hmm. All of that encompassed into healthy choices is why I choose to continue to go to church regardless of all the other things. Right. Which I actually love what you just said. You said, I love church. Um, because even though we are church hurt right now, even though we are, um, questioning church, starting this podcast called questioning church, like we still love church. We love Jesus. And, um, I'm glad that we're in that place right now to where, you know, we still love Jesus, but we're still able to have these conversations and question things, you know, things that people are scared to ask. Yeah. Um, So I guess I would say my second point um, as to why I go to church or my second reason. And this is honest, true, brutal, and I, I had to come up with this today. And like when it hit me, I was like, man, I, I know this is true because I know me. Mm-hmm. The reason I go to church is because it's a way for me to earn God's love. Wow. Because everything that I've ever done, everything I've ever been taught about Christ, Christianity, about Jesus, about God was all fear based. Okay. And I thought if you didn't go to church, you're a bad person. Yeah. And so I didn't want to be a bad person. And so my whole life has been church, 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 church. And it's my way of proving to God, look what I've done for you. Now you can love me. I just want someone who hears that to like, that's on a subconscious level. Yeah. A a belief like that. You really have to ask, do I believe that? You have to dig and dig to find if you really believe that. Do, Do I keep going even though there's drama or you know, my pastor did this and it hurt me or my leader did this and that, or I didn't like this change or that change, whatever, you Mm -hmm. know, I keep going because I believe it's getting me into heaven. Right. Or I believe it's pleasing God or it's the cultural thing to do. And it's not true at all. Right. Like that going to church every Sunday is not going to get you into heaven, you know? 
Um, it, but I really think more people believe it. Yeah. Well, that's, we, yeah. I think admit. that's the dilemma of pastors, you know, pastors, they need people to be at church on Sundays, but they beat it into their heads. You have to be at church on Sundays and it's not true. It's really not. I know. And, and it, it's like, I was stuck in this attractional part of church. Like I remember <clears throat> hosting online one time, excuse me, and telling people about growth groups and, and we would have like a, a recruiting thing for like a small group. And I believe wholeheartedly that that it makes you better being in church. Right. Mm -hmm. But when I sit down with somebody and they would tell me, but I do it because I feel like I have to earn God's love at that point. Like, I don't know what to say Yeah, because I'm like, well, let's, you know, yeah. if your motive is that Mm -hmm. subconsciously and you're just now aware of it, Maybe not. You right. know what I mean? Maybe it's not a healthy thing. Maybe it's more of a, I need to align my beliefs right. a little bit more. I kind of had this conversation with my therapist, um, I want to say like two or three sessions ago. And it was kind of where I came to this revelation, like I only go to church, you know, for God to love me more. Uh-huh. And he, he said, Jono, do you love your kids? And I instantly started crying because I love my kids so much. And then he said, is there anything that you, that they could do to make you love them any less? Mm-hmm. I said, no. He said, anything, anything at all. Think about it. Said, no, nothing. He said, anything they can do to make you love them more? I said, no. And he said, and I believe you when you say that. And I said, good, because it's true. And he goes, is there a way for you to believe that about Jesus, about yourself? Right. And I was like, oh, my God. I guess. Yeah. But I have it in my head, but I don't believe it in my heart, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to align those two things to become one. That's hard. Yeah. Welcome to my therapy, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to. Uh, Welcome to my therapy session. The pain I deal with every day. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. kind of wrapping that up. I go to church because I feel like I need to, to earn God's love. Yeah. Another one uh, for me, why? Megan Gardner at this stage of my life I feel like I go I really do think learning more about his word like I believe church is and should be one big bible study right right? you're going to read scripture open up the scriptures the pastor's going to read he's been digesting them or she has been digesting them and and contemplating and researching them and they're showing you what they found like Mm -hmm. that that is weekly what we do we we worship we um, come together as a community, we reverence, we sit in the presence of God, and we remember what he did. So a lot of churches, they partake in communion, or they are just remembered, which is healthy, like a friendly reminder. And then we study, like we do a Bible study together, there's a message, or there's mm-hmm. a sermon, there's something uplifting. I, 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 this is a big, this is a big topic, because people swear up and down, like, you can do that at home. There's no reason why I need somebody else to preach to me or to get revelation from God for me. But I do believe that going and hearing someone else's opinion about the scriptures can enlighten you and to help mm-hmm. you understand and digest them too. Cause it's just like sitting down and reading a book and reading a poem. You and I, the poem is a great example because I can read a poem and I feel it and I understand it. And like, he's sad, babe. Don't you understand? And you're like, I have no idea what you right, just said. I don't even know what he's saying. No idea. <laughs> and words 
obviously, this is a thousands of year old text that we're dealing with. It's been interpreted a bunch of times. Goodness, it, it, it could mean a lot of different things. And it does to a lot of different people. But I do believe that going and hearing other people's opinions about the scriptures helps you understand them. I think yep. that's a good reason to go to church and to attend and to listen and to hear what other people have to say. You take it for a grain of salt. Like, you, I, I don't know. Putting too much trust into one person, yeah. this is what God says, this is the truth, is a little dangerous. I've mm-hmm. learned that only recently. Right. So, you know. Yeah. Give and take, but. Yeah, makes sense. I do believe that. I think um, since being out of church now for not out of church, but out of full time employment, employment of church um, yeah. for, you know, how long? Two months now, almost. Um, I've come up with some reasons as to why I don't want to go to church. OK. And these are just being real. Yeah. So why we why we should go to church, we talked about. And now we want to yeah. talk about. Take notes right now if yeah. you are a pastor or a leader. Yeah, if you're a pastor, yeah. take notes right now. <laughs> For sure. Because how rare, how often do we ask people why they don't want to come right. back? And this is just me, you know, six to eight weeks out of being at church every single Sunday. Yeah. You know, and I already have these thoughts, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, and, Lord. Um, here's my <laughs> first one. Here's my first one. Okay. It requires too much of me once I'm involved. Oh, oh, you're so re- well. Because, sometimes, well, and I've seen this done the right way. I've seen I've seen people define ask, involved, like volunteering, serving. Okay, um, yeah. I've seen people uh, being asked to serve in the right way and asked to serve in the wrong way, and I've done them both. You know, I've done it the right way and I've done it the wrong way. I am same. I agree. But more than not, I've done it the wrong way. You know, and I've and I've seen it done the wrong way. It's when when you get up every Sunday and you are like begging and pleading (laughs) for these people. You mean from like the stage to help volunteer? Yes. Okay. And you're guilt tripping these people, um, church attenders, to volunteer. So you're saying sitting listening to someone saying that makes you not want to go. Which I'm okay with motivating people into service. Like you know, we need you. We we believe that you need us. Like let let's serve together. I believe in that. But I think there's a fine line of vision casting and like guilting. Yeah. Motivating. Uh And I want to say manipulating because it's two M's. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) You're very very Stephen Furtick right Right, now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah. So uh, it requires too much of me once I get involved because because I have been on that side of it. I know once a volunteer gets involved, like I'm going to schedule every single Sunday. I may give you one Sunday right. off Right, and then month. we talk about burnout, and we yeah. talk about, you know, uh, people who are afraid to quit, you know, or afraid to say no. And then right. you get this, it's this unhealthy, you know, mechanism and right. uh, of just, yeah. Yeah, and then it turns into, you know, what do you want to do? Oh, you want to do this? Well, let's, okay, you can do that. Well, you're not really good at that. Let's move you into this area. Let's move you into this area. And you feel like you're just constantly bumping people to different areas. Right. Um, yeah. And then it's lots of training. It's just, I feel like it's just, we ask a lot of volunteers. It's true. Especially. As pastors. Especially because, I mean, I've seen it done where like the pastor does everything. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's kind of like, well, but no one will help. It's like, wait, mm-hmm. like people do want to help. Right. Because the church helps the community, or at least it should. It mm-hmm. should be a part of the community that people know is there right. and remember 
and it makes a significant impact and people want to be a part of that. So, you know, stuffing um, food boxes and mowing the grass and doing like things at your church to help isn't bad, but you are right. I have definitely seen it where the ask is a lot, like it becomes like a second job, mm-hmm. um, third job yeah. to some people. And yeah, it can get a stressful. Yeah. I would say too, um, if you're going to ask me why, why I don't want to go to church or why I wouldn't go to church is that there's a lot of drama related to people just in general. Mm. And someone who kind of shies away from drama can see just any, any mass of people getting together. You know, it's always the most dramatic person that says, I don't like drama for real. It's, it's you. It's, it's the caring. (laughs) Stay away from the haircut. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, that's very stereotypical. Sorry. Delete. But yeah, it's a lot of drama. I wouldn't say that's going to keep me, Megan Gardner, out of church, but I can definitely tell you that would be why some people don't want to go back mm-hmm. because of that amount of drama. It's not even just girls, too. It's dudes. It's it's yeah. everyone. Pastors told me, Pastor didn't let me do this, or so-and-so didn't let me mm-hmm. sing. That's my song. Or, yeah. you know, or these- I want to <laughs> sing, and they got me mopping floors. Yes. You know, <laughs> I have a beautiful voice, voice of an angel. Right. And we're like, did you hear yourself sing? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, man, I've seen people just... Everyone has that story. Yeah. Everyone has a story of some oh, yeah. kind of drama. Oh, when yeah. people get together, it happens. But that could keep someone out. That could shy a lot of people away from Christianity. It a made me never want to be in church. Growing up a pastor's kid and seeing the drama firsthand. It, I remember driving my truck when I was a senior in high school. And this is just so totally stupid. Because I remember looking up while I'm driving my truck at the stars in Texas. You know, driving my pickup truck. And uh, I look up at the stars and I literally cussed out God and said, you're not real. And then I felt like he instantly said back to me, then why are you talking to me? And I was oh. like, oh, crap, I think you are real. You know? Burn, God, just burn but, you. Yeah, but it was all based on, you know, the drama that I'd seen in church. You okay. know, I we had, you know, I don't want to spill too much family drama, but being a pastor, you know, a lot of things happen. And so there were lawsuits when I was a kid against my dad, who is the pastor of a church. Jeez. Um, totally wrong things that should have never happened to him or us. But, um, I mean, but it made people me. People are messy. Yeah. The drama of it made me never want to. And I was driving that day like, all right, God, you're not real. Yeah. You know? So someone could, someone could argue, right? I'm trying to get healthy. Well, I'm not going to church then because. It's the most unhealthy people gathered together that I've ever seen. Right. I mean, we are. We're all broken in need of a savior, right? I feel like I need to say this just because I make God sound harsh just then. I don't think God is harsh. That might not even have been God speaking to me because I didn't hear an audible voice. It was just like this feeling I I felt, which I recognize as God speaking to me. A lot of times it comes as a condescending tone because of that's just how I hear Mm -hmm. that, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't believe God is condescending all the time to us when he speaks to us. Though. Okay. Okay. We got it. All right. Thank you. Next. <laughs> Next reason as to why I wouldn't attend church. And this isn't something I've experienced yet, but it's something that I've seen now that we have unchurched friends mm-hmm. <laughs> for the first time in our life. They say Sunday is our only day off. Yes. And we want to spend it with our family. 
Jono, I'm so glad you brought this up because I ne- that never occurred to me. Never. Because I've always had Sundays off my entire life. Yeah. Weekends. I, I, Weekends. I don't think yeah. I've ever worked weekends. And man, how bad did I feel mm-hmm. when I heard that? And I went, oh man, I thought my world was a lot smaller than it is. I need to like open yeah. up my eyes a little and bit. And we're over here pressuring these people. Yes. You know, and guilt tripping them. To come into and I'm the like, church. well, then you can go on Wednesday nights. Right. You can go on a, a week service, right. you know, somewhere else. There's plenty of churches that have midweek services. And I'm still being a little inconsiderate of mm-hmm. the fact that their schedule might not line up right. with the church's schedule. And who made Sunday's holy day? I need to research this, Jono, because, you know, it's you're not more holy because you go to it's, church on Sunday. It was like the Sabbath. I think the seventh day is yeah, rest. The seventh day was rest day. That's right. Back in, was it Genesis? Someone Exodus, said Monday was day Leviticus. one. Leviticus, they came up with all the yeah. Sabbath laws that you can't do. And then we've just, Christianity has kept that yeah. going on and on and on. Well, I'm sorry to people that we've ever pressured to attend, 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 look down on because they didn't come every week. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're less faithful or. You know, you need to be more committed. Better change will happen yeah. if you're here at church more. Right. You know, um, I don't know if I believe that anymore. Right. And I'm so sorry to people that I have ever made feel like because you don't go to church on Sunday that you're not trying to better your relationship with Jesus. Right. Or that you don't believe in Jesus or, you know, I've questioned in my, and this sounds so bad saying it, but I'm just being honest. I've questioned people's salvation, people's loyalty. It's loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. Not to the church. Yeah. Based on their attendance. Man, I'm so sorry. I know. And I feel like a jerk. Yeah, if there's anything I could do over it, it would be that. Yeah. I really feel I feel like a jackass. Yeah, I do. I really would take that And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry if you're ever listening to this and I've done that to you. Someone's being freed right now. Yeah, come on, somebody. Because we're apologizing hey, to them. Uh, on behalf of your organ. pastor who's made you feel bad. Because it, you know what, Jono? It's true, though. Like, we are, we're flipping sides, flipping scripts a lot right yeah. now from, like, attenders to pastors. But on the... I'm letting attenders know on the pastor's side, they know when yeah. you're not there. Right. They do. Even if you slip in the back and slip out, they know. They know. I don't care they how big your church is. Yep. Someone knows. Someone's assigned your section. Yep. Someone has assigned your row and they know your face yep. and how often Let's be real. There. We all sit in the same spot every time. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're the most social bubbly person ever and you're, it's a challenge for you to find a new seat. Right. That's rare. But yeah, they know. They know what, how often you're there and, and whatnot, and they might even come up to you personally, but they, they do know. So, but mm-hmm. I'm so sorry if they have ever guilted you into not attending more. Mm-hmm. Right. Because another good point I have is a lot of people are watching church from home right now. Yeah. Online. And that in itself is a, is a whole episode, right? It's a whole question right. is, is online church church? Like, is that, Still, a ch- we can answer count? all that. Like, does it, does count? it count? <laughs> yeah. And That's how I would view it because mine is, I feel like I have to earn God's love. And sure. so my question would be, all right, does online church count yeah. or is he not going to love me because I went to online church today? Because <laughs> I'm sitting in my living room right. in eating my fuzzy bacon. socks, <laughs> eating bacon, learning about Jesus. Watching a sermon. Does this count? You know, you know I'm, not, I'm not all spiffied up. You know, I will say... Heels, so. I don't want to go into this too much, but I, I don't struggle with online church. I listen to sermons all day, podcast sermons, um, multiples a week. What I struggle with is the at home worship. 
Because, <laughs> like, they'll be like, if you're at home, just lift your hands right now. And I'm like, ain't nobody I got, I got my house shoes on, <laughs> no shirt, pajama pants, and a robe. I'm like, uh, I don't really want to lift my hands right now. <laughs> no, my favorites when they're like, pray, you know, close your eyes and let's pray. Everyone stares at the TV. Right. Or yeah. the screen. Yeah. Like, I'm not closing my eyes to pray. Yeah. You can't make me. I'm not in the building. You won't know if my eyes are open to pray. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's my favorite part. But yeah. That, that's another reason why someone wouldn't go to church because they could just watch it at home this and then spend their family time. Single together. moms with a bunch of kids and maybe her only day off is Sunday. Online church is her church. It, you know, it, it is. It's a very, very valid point that, you know, if you haven't seen that mom pastor in a while, she might be watching church from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really happy with pastors that can track that too right. and see who's watching um, from home because we'll get into that in another episode for sure um, about yeah. online church. But it is a valid point to say that people are watching right. instead of coming, you know, yeah. in person and COVID. So, yeah, still dangerous. So I don't know who we helped today. I hope we helped someone. <laughs> I hope we helped uh, if you're a Christian, a church attender. Uh, or not a Christian or a pastor. I hope we helped everyone learn something. I feel like we played all sides pretty well. Yeah. Church is just a bunch of people. Yeah. It's people who do believe, people who don't believe, people who really need help, people who are broken, people who think they've got their life together and they're just doing it to please God. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Like all of our motives are mashed together in this place. We're all trying to do the best we can in life. We all have, you know, a reason why we're there. Mm-hmm. It's not always a great reason. It's not always a healthy reason. It's not always a Jesus-centered reason. I mean, we just talked about that now. Like, we know it's not always a Jesus-centered reason, right. but that's still okay. We are just trying to navigate our religion, why we do what we do, and really try to ask ourselves those hard, hard questions. Like, why am I here? I was sitting in church this Sunday, and, and I, I did ask myself, why am I here? And is it for the right reason? Mm-hmm. You know, and as we keep asking that same question, I hope we land on a really good answer. Like I'm here strictly because I love Jesus. Right. And it can look however it can look. I feel like that's what it should be. We go to church because we love. No, that's not even. See, I just did it again. <laughs> go to church because I love Jesus. It, so it's, you know what? I, I wish it was that simple. Life feels more Man. complicated than that. But we're people and we do complicate simplicity. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just part of our DNA to overcomplicate salvation, overcomplicate Jesus, and overcomplicate it all. But if that is you, one overcomplicating, our, air high five. Yeah. I feel like one of our pastor friends, how's he say it? All you need to come to Jesus is nothing, but most, most people of, don't have it. Most people don't have it. Yeah. It's perfect. Love it. It's true. All right, let's wrap this up. Megan, you want to take us out? Let's do it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Again, we wanted to remind you that you're not alone on your journey. And if you have questions, you can submit those to at Questioning Church Podcast, our Instagram. You can like us on Facebook, too. We have a Facebook page. And you can submit any kind of questions that you have. We'd love to answer them yeah. as best we can. Can I tell them a couple of questions we've had submitted? Okay. I'm really excited to talk about these. Number one, is heaven and hell real? Yeah. Like, is hell a real, literal place where you go and burn for eternity? Yes. Which is what I've always believed. I'm so excited to talk yeah. about that question. Um, and another one is, why, why do we refer to God as a he? Mm-hmm. Like, who says God is a he? 
Right. Masculine, feminine. Oh, right. open up Pandora's so, box. So, yeah, anyways, I'm excited to talk about those. Yeah. We got to find someone that's way more qualified we will. than us to We've talk about We've got some that. pastors lined up, some great questions. Yeah. And if you know anyone um, who is smart and wants to talk to us, we'd love to talk to them. That's right. So Talk to some pastors and friends. Some really awesome people that I cannot wait for you to meet. So have an amazing day, and we will see you here on episode four. <laughs>